Welcome to Divorce Etc. hosted by us, the ex-experts. We're here to give you all kinds of information and tips on everything divorce. Plus, we're asking a lot of the questions that you may not even think of or know to ask, but we know because we've lived it, so we get it. We're Jessica and TH. Welcome back to another episode of the Ex-Experts Podcast, where we give you all kinds of information and tips on everything divorce. And you know why? We've lived it, so we get it. I'm Jessica. And I'm TH. And today we'd like to welcome Scott Orr to our podcast. Scott is a divorce lawyer, a mediator, and owner of his own law practice in New Jersey. And I had an opportunity to speak with Scott a few weeks ago. And um, some of the things that we talked about were how it's important to change the game of divorce and how to rise above the current situation that some people get into with the courts and lawyers and, and the whole vacuum mess um, that you can get sucked into. So thank you for joining us today. No yes, problem. Thank Thanks you. for having me, guys. <clears throat> so why don't we here. start with that? How do you think you can change, quote unquote, the game of divorce? It's a great question. Uh, one divorce at a time, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you know, I often um, say to clients, if we're looking for representation is, would you rather be happy would you rather be right? Because it's not very often that you can have the same result. Uh, so if you're going into this with an ego and an exercise that you're trying to get everything you can or put it to them or whatever, it's not going to end well, uh, especially, of course, when there are kids involved. And when there are children involved, I like to say whether I'm mediating a divorce or representing somebody, let's keep the kids above all else. So in mediation, for example, in a divorce, if people are arguing, I'll stop them. I'll say, let's have the same conversation as if the kids are sitting there. Um, it, it's just important to keep your eye on the finish line. And the finish line isn't the end of your divorce. It's the outcome of your divorce. Uh, so changing the game is really sort of having people centered on what should be the end game years after the divorce, not as we get right into this fight. So when Tish and I were first talking about her initial conversation with you and she was telling me about this kind of philosophy, I'm like, he's the divorce disruptor because <laughs> the things that you're saying are a little bit contrarian, I think, to sort of traditional things that we hear or yeah. think of when it comes to divorce. And so where did this like motivation come from that you want to change the game? It's a great question. Again, the, the, the truth is, is that sometimes you have to go through hell to come out the other side. And I went through my own divorce like you guys did. And uh, I realized how acrimonious the process was. I, I realized how antiquated uh, the process was. And I also looked at how uninformed I was. Uh, you know, I consider myself semi-intelligent. Yet here I was just, you know, having no idea, no control of this car that was being driven by somebody else. Even um, as a divorce I, lawyer. Well, this is back when we didn't get to what made me become the, what is it? The divorce disruptor, divorce disruptor. right? So after that whole process, I, you know, decided that I'm going to get a new car. And after the divorce, I can only afford a jalopy, but I'm going to drive this thing and figure this out. It, it, you know, like everything, there's an evolution. Uh, right now it's uh, divorces, 99 out of a hundred divorces aren't a going to go to trial and they're going to be settled on irreconcilable differences. 
back when even our parents were kids or uh, were married when we were kids divorce had to be based on adultery or uh, lack of I, I don't know what words I can or can't say sex okay uh, you know so different things like that uh, but now it's you know it's no fault uh, depending on what state you are so you know, the people that were practicing that are practicing are still basing themselves on policies or procedures that may not exist anymore. Um, also, in terms of disrupting divorces, it used to be that the divorce attorney was the only one that had knowledge. Well, now we all have Google or whatever search engine you choose. You're going to be informed. The ex-experts are there to kind of help walk you through the beginning phases. So what's my goal? My goal is to facilitate this process so that you guys and your divorce can continue to pay for your kids, put your kids in college, not just mine, I guess is what I say to a lot of people. So I, I find it so interesting that you, as a matrimonial lawyer yourself, you're saying that mm -hmm. then when it came time for you to have your own divorce, mm -hmm. you felt like you were not in control and, and go ahead. Yeah. So at that time I was practicing a different type of law. Okay. Uh, I was doing okay. uh, corporate I'm like, law. Because I'm like, if you if you didn't know, then yeah. what, what hope is yeah. there for the rest of us? <laughs> well, they always say that lawyers make the worst clients for other lawyers. So well, uh, and doctors no, was, make the worst patients. Right. right, right. So I was doing corporate work at that time, back okay. whenever that was, and putting myself through this, uh, I realized that I had to quickly change the game. I already had the law license and I had the negotiation skills, and let's figure this out because at the end of the day your best bet is to try and take the emotion out of it. And it comes down to a business transaction and somewhere between here and here is your answer. You're not going to get this. You're not going to get this. doesn't mean you have to settle with this, but let's figure it out. What's urgent and what's important. Let's get through it. I think that's key. Um, we have a newsletter called what I wish I knew. And I actually just wrote an entry about keeping your eye on the prize, yeah. <clears throat> but being realistic about the prize and it is a business, it's a negotiation, you need a plan. And if you can put your emotions somewhere else that's supportive for you, I think that's something you and I also talked about that you yeah. have a vast referral group that Great you don't, you, you really help people manage all the other ancillary things and touch points that people go through through a divorce and you knowing going through it, you know, a therapist is probably a good idea a financial advisor is probably a good idea. So can you tell mm -hmm. us a little more about that? I'm glad you brought that up because again, when I was going through my divorce, I was sort of on the front end of that curve and no one around me was divorced. Uh, nobody really could help me with it. So I had no resources. I had no opportunity. Um, so in sort of divorce disrupting, I guess, is, uh, you know, instead of where I was using my lawyer as a therapist as she was typing away, not even listening, at $70 a minute or whatever it was, uh, you know, now, uh, you know, I, I deal with people all the time where, uh, you know, let's say she just found out that he's had an affair for several years and I'm not your therapist. That's my, not my job. And I can't save this marriage. I'm the, I'm the coroner, not the doctor to the marriage, but if you need somebody, I've got somebody, you know, you don't have to go with that person, but let's figure that out. Or if you're the the spouse that wasn't in control of the money and you have no idea and you've never budgeted. Let me get you in touch with this person who may be able to help you as you balance your new life, whether uh, you know, you're getting money from the sale of the home or something to that effect. Or if I get somebody that's holding on to the home 
so hard and I, I try and walk them through from let's do your budget let's walk through this is this really worth the fight so uh, yeah there's plenty of resources uh, not just therapists and finances but you know uh, insurance uh, these are friends and a network that I've been able to build you know some people have never gotten their own insurance some people have never done this or done that so at least I give them names there's no you know envelopes being traded back and forth it's just an, an ability to, to focus on what I can do well and then right. have somebody that I know does a good job focus on what they can do well for that person I think the whole um, the business transaction part is just like an interesting part of the discussion I just want to pause there for a second because I get it. I get that you want this and they want this and you have to pull back emotionally and be able to like come to that middle ground, even if it's not exactly in the middle, like come to some kind of a conclusion. Right. Um, I'm going to say though, I felt like for my most recent divorce, um, I just completely disagree with the idea that it's only a business transaction. I mean, my ex is a corporate lawyer. He has like, he's like completely you know, you can't read his face at all, like crazy poker face is able to be completely emotionless in some of these conversations. And I felt like I get why you're putting this into the divorce agreement. And I get why logically this is something that you're thinking about, but you're completely dismissing the fact that we've been married and that we had that intimate relationship of a husband and wife at one point. And you're turning it into something so cold and detached that you're making it like we're not gonna be able to be friends afterwards. And by the way, for everybody who gets divorced and doesn't wanna be friends afterwards, more power to you, that's totally fine. But if you happen to be in a situation where you're moving forward with the idea of this is gonna be amicable and there's still room for us in each other's lives, just not as a husband and wife, treating it like a cold business transaction is not the way to get there. So I feel like I totally disagree that it's just a business transaction. Well, you're you're under the impression that all business transactions are cold and and don't have a positive outcome. A business transaction also could be a partnership. If you and TH went into business together, was it a cold and heartless transaction? To that's partner? a great analogy, but I have a feeling that when people talk about divorce being a business transaction, that's not what they mean. <laughs> Well, not necessarily. I mean, look, th there are things that people want to put in a divorce agreement that may make no sense and may be unenforceable. So are they relevant? Are they important? You have to figure out what the urgent and important things are. But in terms of a partnership or in terms of business transaction, look, not everybody gets the best deal. Not everybody uh, does something that, uh, you know, you, there's definitely a point in time where you look back on a certain transaction, like, oh, crap, I could ask for that. Or I could have done this. But the bottom line is, what's the thing that's most important? What are the things that are that are sort of in your field of vision? You know, when we drive a car our head at night, our headlights only go so far ahead of us, right? right? Let's focus on what the car can see. You don't mm -hmm. drive backwards. You don't look all the way where you can't, just right there, okay? Mm -hmm. My job is to say, look, I know you can only see this far, but I've got brights or I've got halogens. I, I don't know what it is with metaphors and special podcasts, powers, but, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, I could see further than that. So although you're fighting for this, that's not going to be that important. Look in, in my business transaction, what I say to couples, especially when I'm mediators, are we allowed to curse on this thing? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I'll say is, look, I want to get you guys to a position where you have an agreement in front of you 
that you've both made this agreement so much so that you can stick it in a fucking drawer and never have to look at it again. And if there's ever a problem, open the drawer and take a look. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you've learned how to recommunicate, how to uh, co-parent. How, you know, it, it, it puts you in a different position. Look, you, you're getting to a divorce, whether it's an amicable one or not amicable one. You've got a, a jacket on and every, you know how to push every button. You know how to get, you know, he obviously knew how to get you charged because he was cold, he was callous, whatever. That I got just, you freaked out. I, But I just think that was his natural way of dealing with things. He was like, it is a business transaction and it's no offense to you, but this, I have to put this clause into the divorce but agreement. That, I'm a lawyer. that got you off your game. Yes. And so your lawyer was allowing you to get emotional about something that you could have looked at and said, wait, how important is that? Give, can you give me an example of the clause that is jumping in on you, uh, on you right now that he wanted in the agreement? That he put something in at the end and I happen to be a big talker and, and an uh-huh. oversharer. I'm not going to lie. Uh-huh. And he okay. put in at the end of the clause, um, which I probably shouldn't even be saying. Something about wanted, social media or something. No, 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 not about that. social media, okay. but about um, what is it called when you're not dis- like a non-disparagement. And by the way, and, I, and I'm not that kind of person anyway. Like I would never walk around and disparage him. And even okay, so let's, said, walk, let's, let's, walk, let's walk through that. I'm not going to get into the personal specifics about yeah. it. Yeah, and I was like, really? Let's... You feel like you need to have that in our divorce agreement? Okay, but hold on. So you you now ha- he now has this in the divorce agreement and you say something disparaging. What happens? Does an anvil drop on your head? Do you go to jail? Do, does a cop come? I don't what? know. Exactly. It doesn't <laughs> mess. So you violated contract uh, clause 39 on page 67 of the agreement. First, he's got to prove it. Then he's got to take it. What are the damages? Are there damages in the contract? He's got to, There's a whole nother level of stipulations yeah, that have to that. come in there. So I, if I was your lawyer, I'd be like, let him put it in there. Right. Who cares? And so what I, is said, it? I said, it's fine. I'm never going to walk around and badmouth you anyway. I think you're a great guy. But in my head, I'm like, who even thinks of that? Look, I Why think he's an I asshole. Be the person you'd be afraid of? I don't have a contract. Meanwhile, she's watching his dog for three weeks. So. <laughs> I'm moving into his apartment to watch his dog while he goes away. I'm not going to be the one to disparage. But, anyway, but my, point, my, point, my point is more about, look, if you want to fight for something that doesn't make sense, I'll let you do it. But that's your choice. My job is to inform you of it, right? right? In terms of the agreement, try and get rid of ambiguity so that there isn't uh, a fight afterwards so that there isn't a disagreement be as 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 good as you can be so in divorce disrupting sometimes older contracts you'll see clauses that can be interpreted a million different ways or aren't clear what happens when the kids go to college i don't care if they're four years old my own divorce agreement my kids at the time i think my youngest was around nine it doesn't say what really would happen in college i just don't let that happen because you're just inviting conflict a decade from then down the road yeah i think that's yeah. really important to mm-hmm. you know so my divorce took four years i've i've basically experienced every type of divorce there is during those four years uh-huh. we created we sat down at a table i went in front of multiple judges i knew the officers when i walked into the courthouse i mean so i've been all over the place and something else to think about which touches a little bit on what jessica was saying but Jessica, he got to your emotional side of it. If you keep it as a business transaction, you're just like mentally prepared to handle the terms of the agreement. But something that you and I spoke about, Scott, is every divorce is a snowflake, which I love. Yeah. And um, in our past discussions with other experts, 
it only takes one person to get a divorce. So you have also said, like I was dragged into a bunch of stuff that I never would have done. I just, Mm -hmm. that's not me. Like that's not Jessica. He was questioning your character, which you didn't like, which is understandable. Right, but I don't even think that he was. I just think it was like that came naturally for him, but that's a good point. Yeah. I would just say that keeping your eye on the prize, I I like the fact that Scott, from our conversation, sounds like he really helps you along the way to just manage, you're managing your clients and their expectations and helping them be better prepared for what could come. You know, if if I may, that that's sort of what being a divorce lawyer is changing. It's less about, I hate to say this, I don't mean this flippantly, it's less about knowing the law, you know, THV Jessica, and more about managing the client, not only their their temperament, but their expectations, their timing, you know, you've got to, you know, now we're available 24-7, but are we? Is that fair to, you know, it, it's it's really working with the client and making a connection that way, as opposed to I'll get him in court. Um, yeah, I have you know, that too. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, one of my, my tagline is owning your outcome. And you'll understand that it doesn't say owning a positive outcome or owning your best outcome or owning a shitty outcome. It's owning your outcome. You are in control. When it gets out of control, okay, that's likely your fault. And I don't mean that to sound mean, but if you're going to court, that's because you've let it go to court. Now, that doesn't mean that you're wrong in going to court. You may be right in going there. But you don't but you, always what, have a choice. But if when you, true, but once you, you get there, it's, it, you have less control of the outcome. The ju- yeah. judge may have gotten in a car accident that day. He may, you know, have learned, may have uh, is found out his daughter has COVID. You have no idea what the result's going to be. Right. The more that you can control and negotiate and, and work out amicably with the other side, or even, you know, it doesn't have to be amicable from the start, the better. Yeah. And even if you could limit the issues so that if you have to go to court or mediation on specific issues, as opposed to the whole divorce, even better. So what, right, would, you be to... your... oh, go God. what would be your top tip for someone who's in a situation where mm-hmm. they are open to the idea of changing the game? They don't want to have the traditional litigated divorce, but their soon-to-be ex-spouse is pushing things in that direction. And just to your point now saying, well, if you go to court, you've chosen that. Like, okay, thank God, neither times I I went to court, but for somebody who is, feels like they're being pushed to court by their now soon to be ex, what would be like the number one most important thing that you think they could try to do to back away from that end result? Okay, well, you don't necessarily have to back away from going to court or going through to court. But the the best thing that you can do is have a lawyer who can really artfully explain to you your likely best case, your likely worst case, and where it will likely end up. So the courts don't want you to go to court either. They have, depending on your state, they have mandatory mediation, they have early settlement panels, they have early, uh, uh, you know, interventions. There's there's a, a myriad of different ways before it finally gets to that sort of courtroom drama, if you will. So if you have the other side and they have sort of that shark attorney and they're going and it doesn't mean that it's going to end up any better for them. Right. So, you know, the, the key is to hire the attorney that you want 
not the attorney that you think is going to be able to fight just as well or or, or that's argue really just important. as well. I'm sorry yeah. to cut you off, but no. that's really important. And I think that interviewing more than one, so at least you can at mm -hmm. least have a means of comparison if this like kind of just comes upon you. Like you said, you were kind of being going through the process unknown. Same with me, mm -hmm. even though so same with me. I mean, I just wasn't aware of the magnitude of this thing. And then I had a shark for a lawyer. He had a shark mm -hmm. for a lawyer. So the two sharks are fighting all the time. And then they're also our messengers. Mm -hmm. So what are they really saying on my behalf? Right. Yeah. Right. And, and they're playing golf on Sunday. And you create a whole shit storm. Yeah. Yeah. The, the key is you have to feel comfortable with the person because like I said, you know, you're kind of giving them the keys. Um, and you've got to understand how you are internally and how you want this to end up. Um, it, it, again, it, I have people come to my office and they say, I want to take him for everything that he's worth. He's scum. He's that. So let me give you some names. I don't think this is going to work out. Of course, that always backfires because then they want you even more. Or oh, but you're so but, great. <laughs> just but, yeah. but, I, uh, with your divorce lawyer. <laughs> but I've, I've, had on the other side as adversaries, the most amazing lawyers to the point where if my sister was getting divorced, I would say, you can go to that person, but still you sort of, everybody's human. Everybody understands this. And, and if you get to the point where it's not just a job and you're, you're with somebody and you're against somebody that recognizes that there are kids at stake, there's finances at stake, there's, you know, they're trying to settle it. We're just not letting them. People can really wake up, even lawyers on the other side. And I can see a shift uh, in in the way that laws practiced or divorce laws practiced, family laws practiced, just in the last five to seven years. It, it's just a it's just a a better way to do things. Yeah. Um, people are understanding alternative dispute resolution, whether it's mediation or arbitration or even you know working it out on their own. Like I said, the internet provides so much information. Right. Um, well, but that's what I, we're hoping to build here. Is yeah. resource yeah. to educate people because Jessica and I had each other, but very little education. And now there's so much information on the internet. It's like having nothing out there again. So I do, re I do recommend that, you know, whatever the best source of information is, whatever you get from ex experts, wherever it is, you should talk to an attorney at all times because for sure. there, there is a difference between the information you read or hear, God forbid, a chat room and what the, the law may be. And, you know, when you first go through this, you tend to listen to the, I call them the Greek chorus. Um, you know, the, all your friends, oh, I got unlimited alimony, or I don't pay child support, or you got to get more than 50%. Other, your situation, to go back to TH, what I said to you the first time we talked, is it's a snowflake. There are some parameters, but let's look at your instance. Let's look at your specifics and work from there. And no amount of uh, Google searching or X expert searching is going to be able to put in your exact details. Right. You're totally um, right. So for people out there yeah. listening who want to reach out to you for real legal advice, what are what's the yeah. best way for people to find you? Uh, you can shoot me an email. Uh, my email. Oh, I'll put they'll post it up or something down here. We will. Yeah, uh, yeah we'll post it. You can say <laughs> what it is. Uh, it's S-C-O-T-T-O, Scott O at scorelaw.com, S-C-O-R-R law.com. Or you can go to my website, www.scorrlaw.com. Um, you know, I, the key is doctors have sort of that Hippocratic oath to help people. 
And I look at my approach to family law almost that way. Uh, my goal isn't necessarily always to win. I know that sounds counterintuitive. Um, I feel sometimes you could win a lot by just doing the right thing. Uh, although it looks like you gave in or you gave up or you move forward, whatever, sometimes you can just see, I could see further than you can. You know, I have a million instances where uh, someone says, I don't want to give him 50%. You know, I need my, next thing you know, the kids are with them 100%. You could sort of see things that just happen. So, yeah. um, you know, that's it. No, I mean, such great information. Listen, there's so much more conversation for us to have with you. Yeah, so yeah. We'd love to definitely Hopefully I'll be back. back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But thank you so much for just what you shared today with us, with the ex-experts community. So important to know, so incredibly helpful. Um, and for everyone listening, if you know anybody in your life, any friends, family, colleagues, acquaintances that you think this information could help, please pass it along and please share it. Um, you can be sure to click and subscribe to the X experts podcast on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts. And please follow us on social media at X experts. That's E X E X P E R T S. And that's on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. And thanks for listening. Bye. It's going to be okay. <laughs> thanks so much for listening to divorce, etc. with the X experts. We really hope this episode was helpful for you in getting information you need and feeling empowered to get through it. And always remember, there are so many of us just like you. Now, please hit the subscribe button so you always get new episodes and please rate and review us. You can also check out our website filled with free resources at xexperts.com. Follow us on social on Instagram and Facebook and send us an email to let us know your thoughts or any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about. See you next time.